Design New Podcast, Episode 36. If you are stressed, stretched, and stuck, and ready to take your life to the next level, reach out to me for a free 30-minute strategy call to see what steps you can implement right now to design your best life. Email me at connect at tinamurray.com and let's create your own unique blueprint to lay the foundations for that life that you really want. Are you ready to create the life you really want? Welcome to the Design You Podcast, where I talk to everyday people who know life can be done differently with a clear mindset, positive attitude, openness to growth, and their willingness to take life to the next level. Get ready to design you. Hi guys, Tina Murray here. Today I'm welcoming to the drawing board Bree Seely. Bree supports people to bring their ideas to life. She's a catalyst, a speaker and a best-selling author and is known around the world for her compassionate, tell-it-like-it-is guidance that creates massive and epic changes in everyone she encounters. She is motivated by a deeply held belief that our desires are ultimately inevitable. Join me as I chat with Bree about giving yourself that permission to leap. Hi, Bree. How are you? Welcome to the Design You podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Tell me, what are you doing right now to design your best life? I am all about creating un- my unique path. And, and this is what I've done in my life. This is what I help other people do. And I really think that it's important for each of us to go within because for you know, millennia, we've been given our paths and been like, this is the path to success. Mm -hmm. Do this, don't ask questions, follow along and just like ride out your life. And that's not how it is anymore. And we all have the opportunity now to really figure out what each of our journeys look like Mm. because they're individual, they're unique. Each one is different. And we have the resources in the world right now to honor that for each of ourselves. So I have been creating my unique path kind of my entire life. And now I get to help other people do the same. Well, easier said than done. <laughs> people, so true. <laughs> people know, most people know that there's something more that they want and they just can't right. quite get in touch with what that thing is in them. How do you help right. people do that? What are the steps that we can do at home to help us get a bit closer? So the first thing I always recommend for everyone is to develop a relationship with yourself Mm. because the path that you are looking for, the path that we're like desperately trying to find outside of us actually exists inside of you. Mm -hmm. And the only way to start hearing it, the only way to start understanding it is if you know yourself, like you have to have a relationship with yourself. You have to know what you need. You have to know what works for you, what doesn't work for you. All of those things and really, you know, I say, I tell everyone to develop a daily practice of some kind, but the biggest way that I've found to get in touch with those things is through meditation and through journaling. Sure. It's really through creating the silence and the space to Mm -hmm. allow that information to kind of drop in. Mm -hmm. And of course, everyone's like, well, I meditated once and it didn't work. (laughs) And the thing is like, you don't, you don't build a relationship with like, with a significant other just, you know, in one meeting, right? 
you don't, you don't know how that relationship is going to play out. And you have to cultivate that no love trust factor with yourself Mm. in order to be able to hear those messages as well. Mm. Let's talk a bit more about trust because I, you're talking my language. My whole thing's about interior design. What's, what's your own interior design? So we're on the same page. No problems there. With though the trust, once you've known yourself and you've really done that in-depth work, which is scary, which is why people don't want to sit in silence. It's like, ah, what's going to come up? What are those things that I've been pretending aren't there? But if we've got past that, the next level is that trust. And how can we know that what we are thinking and feeling and being is something that we can trust to take us forward into what it is that we want for our lives. So in this getting to know yourself thing, I always say, have you seen, did you ever see the movie Inside Out? I think it was a Pixar movie or something. It's a little kid's movie. And the whole idea is that it goes, you know, follows this girl as she's growing up. And inside of this girl, inside of her brain are these little characters and there's joy and there's sadness and there's fear and there's anger. And there's like all these little characters that kind of like get behind the driving wheel of her brain. Mm Mm-hmm. And I teach women to, as they're doing that process of getting to know themselves, you have to figure out what bits and pieces of yourself are hopping into the driver's seat. Mm. You know, if you have a worry part of yourself, if you have a micromanaging part of yourself, if you have a procrastinator part of yourself, a fearful part of yourself, right? Like You have to get to know each and every one of these different aspects of your personality Mm -hmm. to know when your higher self is in the driver's seat, right? Like when that that future self that is so aligned with where you're going and the Mm -hmm. possibilities you're creating in the world. Because the the interesting thing is each one of those aspects of yourself, I was joking with a client the other day. She's like, it's almost like I have multiple personality disorder. And I said, (laughs) well, we kind of all do. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't recognize though, that there are these different aspects of ourselves because we hear one voice inside and we think, well, that's me. Mm. Your fear is not you. Mm -hmm. It's an experience you're having, right? Your procrastination is not you. It's an experience you're having. Mm. And so you, you just have to start to get to know those bits and pieces of yourself. So for me, for example, my higher self, when it speaks to me, it speaks in very like concrete powerful, short statements that are like, they almost come with just like this heaviness of like, this is truth. Mm -hmm. Whereas when my, you know, imposter or my negative Nancy or like any of those other aspects are coming up, you know, my fear voice has a very chatty, like, well, what if this happens? And what if that happens? And you know, like, it's very different. And once you start hearing the differences in mm. the your within yourself you can start knowing oh that's my higher self talking like i can trust that mm. oh that's my fear talking do i want to trust my fear and then mm. you start getting choices oh that's my procrastinator talking do i want to let my procrastinator into my driver's seat right now in this moment mm. and you start to get to pick and choose what runs your life and what is just an aspect of you that might just be trying to keep you safe and trying to keep you from doing this big growth thing that you're looking to do. 
Absolutely. Do you, I noticed you called negative Nancy, negative Nancy. Do you, is one of the things that you actually have people name these different parts and give them names? Yeah. Yes. Because bring them to life. Yeah. And I think it helps too, to see them not as you, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. this super fearful part of you, like, yes, it's an aspect of your personality, but it's not you. Mm. And if you can give it a name, if you can give it a personality, I just had a, a client do this and she wrote up this like whole character development study about how, what this, this aspect of her wears and you know, when she shows it. up and what she says. And she went into a lot of depth and, and then you can start having conversations with them too. Like, okay, negative Nancy, I see you're really worried right now. Mm. I see that you're really scared about this thing that we're about to do. Let's talk about that oh, okay, you're seeing it as, you know, we, we're getting out of our comfort zone, which means we're going to die. Let's have a conversation about that because that's not actually true. Our brains are so remarkable and they are mm. so archaic. <laughs> so archaic. And you can start to have these conversations and really start to differentiate what is true mm. from what is just the programming that's been within our species since we were cavemen, right? Mm. Because we don't need to be operating like cavemen in the world anymore. Mm. Getting out of our comfort zone doesn't mean we're going to die. Not every day, no. No, No, absolutely. With those different parts of us how much do you work with people too about you know a lot of people talk about the baggage they've got and the stories that they have about things that have happened in their lives and how why they now behave a certain way because of these stories how do you help people with that too is that about naming those as well or what's your your way to do that So a lot of the stuff, depending on how deep these things run, I have been certified in hypnotherapy. And so I love going back to these old stories and circumstances that we like really latch onto, like, Mm -hmm. oh, this thing happened once. And that means, you know, I'm not worthy of receiving love or this one thing happened once. And that means I can't be a success in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And so by going back to those situations and circumstances in your subconscious, you literally get to reprogram them. Again, you get to switch like, what is the truth about this situation? So for example, I had one, I, I do, and I do this tonight. This is my plan tonight. I'm doing hypnotherapy on myself. I went back to a situation when I was little and my parents were divorced. Mom was picking me up at my dad's house from the weekend and I was holding on to my mom's leg and they were having a conversation and the words that I heard as like a little, you know, four, five, six, seven year old, whatever, were, I don't want her. Mm. What was actually going on was they were trying to coordinate a weekend switch, right? Yep. So as a kid, my perception of it was very different than what was actually going on. Mm -hmm. And so you get to go back to these experiences and be like, oh, right. It wasn't that I wasn't wanted. It wasn't that I was unloved. Mm. It was that they were trying to come to an agreement about, you know, maybe mom needed to go out of town for something or whatever. Right. Sure. So, um, I think that going back and like really reframing those situations and circumstances, because when you, when you look at the truth of them, 
instead of the meaning that we've put on them, Mm -hmm. they stop having control. They stop having power over you. Mm -hmm. If you're allowing them again to run the show, you're not the one sitting in the driver's seat. Yeah, absolutely. With the hypnotherapy, how do you bring people to a point where like you're talking about doing on yourself and I know there is self-hypnosis, but can you explain, is that something that needs real training on it or is that something people can come to through the words they use or through meditation? Is there something that people could use at home or is that something you wouldn't suggest? I think that there's a few hypnosis things on YouTube. I don't recommend them. Mm -hmm. Hypnosis is a very personal thing. And so in order to really get down to the root, like, Yes, I'm doing self-hypnosis tonight, but I actually have two hypnotherapy providers that I turn to, Mm -hmm. especially for the big things. Sure. Because even when you're in the subconscious, your subconscious wants to protect you. Like It doesn't want you to necessarily dive into a lot of those things because it categorizes Mm -hmm. that as dangerous. Mm -hmm. And so for for me, even someone that's... I'm certified in this. I took a... you know. 100 hour course or something like this, right? To like learn how to actually practice this. Sure. I still need people to help me really truly get to the root so that mm. I'm not just like skimming the surface. And the last hypnotherapy session I had, I was in severe resistance. And the woman that was working with me had to like really dig and really push pretty hard mm-hmm. for me to actually break the barrier of what was truly going on. Mm-hmm. Um, So I highly recommend going to a practitioner. And one of the things I say to the woman I learned from has a methodology called rapid transformational therapy or RTT. And the difference is our brains learn through repetition. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of changes you can do for yourself by simply showing up every single day and like really doing the mindset work, right? Mm -hmm. It's a lot longer process. But because our brains learn through repetition, seeing a hypnotherapist who does an hour session on you and then sends you home doesn't create that repetitious change that your brain needs in order to actually change the chemistry of your brain. Mm-hmm. So the, the hypnotherapy I do not only has that initial session, but then it also has a recording. So tonight when I do it, it will also include a recording that I then listen to for 30 days. Okay. To really, truly cement and change the neuropathways in the brain to make mm-hmm. sure that that change sticks and that it's not just a, you know, a once and then it kind of diverts back to the well-worn paths in your brain. And so when you're listening to that, does that have to be something when you're consciously listening to it or can it be something playing in the background? How does that work? So you, it has to be dedicated set-aside time. Okay. You actually bring yourself into a hypnotic state. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I always recommend to clients, you can do it either like in the morning, I will period, I will set my alarm 30 minutes early. Mm -hmm. So I'll put it on and then I can fall asleep in that 30 minutes and then wake back up to my normal alarm. Or you can set it like right as you're going to bed, you put your your earphones in, you do the activity to get into hypnosis Mm -hmm. and then you can fall asleep. Mm-hmm. then it's not a big deal at all. But you, it's not something where you like can be working while you're listening. Sure. To okay. And so how did you get into all of this? How, what's your journey to get to the point where, where you're, you've realized what it is that is you from the inside out and how you now help other people to get that? 
Yeah, it's funny because so many things from my journey seem random and seem like not not along the my path, but it's really interesting how literally everything I've done has like brought me exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in, in the middle of, of the country. I grew up in the Midwest and went to college, got a bachelor's degree in fashion design. As part of that, I spent a year in Italy studying fashion design. I graduated, but I had gone to college a year early and was like not ready to be an adult. So I went back to Italy to get my master's degree in fashion design. So that then led me to Seattle area when I got back into the States. I got a job as a costume designer. Very quickly realized that that was, I was not, I'm not meant to be a struggling artist or a starving <laughs> artist in this lifetime. So I very quickly retired from costume design and got a day job. And I hated my day job every single day that I went to it for eight years. Oh my gosh. Eight years. I hated it. But here's the cool part. I was a counselor. Like I was doing vocational rehabilitation counseling. So people that had been injured on the job, I got to help them get back into the workforce. So I got to, you know, work with them and counsel them. But also I got to, a lot of them, I got to help go back to school mm-hmm. and like really get trained and really do that inquisition about what is it that I want to be doing in the world? They also had a secondary thing of like physically, what can I do in the world? Of course, because they've yeah. been injured on the, on the job. And then I got to help them go out into the workforce and draft up their resume and get interviews scheduled and like do the job search thing. And it's so funny because that... As, as much as I hated it through the entire thing, I didn't realize how much, even until recently, it's contributed to what I'm doing now. Yes, I can say that easily. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know why I didn't see it for three years, but whatever, it's fine. It's okay, it's part of the journey. Yeah, so while I was doing that, though, I wanted to make sure that I was still fulfilling my passion because I'm not the kind of person that can just like shut off and, and forget about what sets my heart on fire. And so at the same time, I started a fashion brand Mm -hmm. and really started flexing my entrepreneurial skills and learned how to be an entrepreneur and what it means and and starting to do things like accounting and bookkeeping and, you know, money management and like all these things that go into being an entrepreneur, website building, social media management, Mm -hmm. all these things. And so concurrently, while I was doing my counseling job, I was running my fashion business. Okay. And it was about three years ago, I was in meditation and got this really, really clear, like, stop. This isn't working. This isn't what you're supposed to be doing. This is not making you happy. You need to shut down your fashion brand. Mm-hmm. And you talk about that trust piece. I got that in meditation on a Saturday. I announced I was closing my fashion brand the following Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like I just was like, and of course I had known for a while, right? Like it hadn't felt right. Mm -hmm. And I had known, but I hadn't gotten like the message. And so once I got the message, I just fully, completely trusted, surrendered, shut my fashion business down and had no idea what was next. Like none. And I started looking back over the last year and a year prior, I had launched a book and I was doing a big project and I started writing for the Huffington Post, which landed me on the Today Show. And like all these things had kind of been blossoming in addition to my fashion business. Mm-hmm. And I realized that women had been contacting me for a year saying, how do you do it? <laughs> and not how do you build a fashion business? Mm-hmm. How do you take that 
thing inside and like bring it to life. Yep. And so that's, I was like, oh, women have been asking me to mentor them and help them bring their dreams to life for a year. (laughs) Clearly the universe has been like, hey, hey, (laughs) knock, knock, got an opportunity for you here. And so when when the message came through, it was really just my, it was an opportunity for me to listen Mm. and trust and just follow the guidance. And that's what I've been doing now for the last three years. And it's blossomed, of course. I I coach, but I also wrote my first best-selling book last year. I have a podcast of my own. I am speaking all over the country. And um, yeah, it's it's been really good. And that's the thing, though. When you, you said people were seeing something in you where they were reaching out and going, okay, I want what you've got. How did you get there? And so often it's these things that we just take for granted. It's, you know... We're just being asked. We're just, so we actually don't even put value on some of the things which come really easily to us or, you know, the process to get to know yourself from the inside out is a process. And so by the time you get, not that you ever get to the end of it, but by the time you get to a point where people are reaching out to you, you actually have to reverse engineer it back and go, how did I get here? Because I know I've got here, but it's been a process. And because you pick it up along the way, you sort of forget some of what that is. And I just think that's so valuable for all of us to know that the things that we're taking for granted, the things that people are asking us, hello, I want help with this. You're good at it. We always, so often, especially as women, we'll go, oh, no, no, no. Oh, that was easy. Yeah. And we dismiss it. But that's, that's our goal. That might be why we were here on earth. In fact, it probably yeah. is. Yeah, the things that are easy to you may not be someone else's zone of genius. Like, you know, I've I've found that my ability to really trust the path Mm. and like follow the guidance from the universe and create my how is like not normal. (laughs) Like most people are not born. And that's just something I've been doing for my entire life. I want something, I, I, I find a way to make it happen. Like that's just who I am. I literally have been doing it since I was, when I was 13, I wanted to change my last name. I decided I wanted to change my last name and I did it. Like I I had to petition the courts. I had to go stand, you know, to the courthouse and like present my case at 13 and all these things. And like, I, it's just always what I've done. And as I've gotten more and more into this, I just assume, right, that everyone knows all the things that I know, but people don't. Mm. And so it's really been a fun experience to share my journey and share my path. And, you know, the thing that I had um, eight girlfriends over yesterday, and they decided to all go around the table and reflect back to me why they really love me. And most of them said that like, I'm willing to be so vulnerable and to like share my experience in such a deep way. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're just really glad you do that because it <laughs> means we don't have to do that. But I share all of the aspects of the journey, right? Like mm-hmm. not just the shiny highlight reel, mm-hmm. but at the end of February, I, February was a terrible month for me. Three weeks of just like just terrible. And at the end of February, I shared my experience and was like, I have wanted to quit. This Mm -hmm. has been the worst three weeks of my life. And let me tell you all about it. 
Yeah. And I think it's really important for people to know that even when you are following your dreams, there are going to be really hard moments that literally bring you to your knees Mm -hmm. in surrender. And you just have to like be with what is. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's a really important part about when you do know yourself from the inside out, you are comfortable with that because these different things that you've got named, you know, sometimes it's okay to be fearful. There's a reason that's there. Sometimes it's okay to be sad. It's about when you get stuck in that sadness, when you get stuck in the morning that it's a problem. It's the recognizing, accepting, surrendering to it, to to move through it and see what the lessons are in that. And there's a there's a braveness that comes from that. And it only is because you've been prepared bit by bit to go down through those layers. You know, it's not so scary. I I feel that often for people, it's when they are standing on that precipice and it's taking that first step. That's the hard one because they don't know what they're facing. But once you start doing it, it's like, you know what? That wasn't so bad. I know I've got the strength to do it again. And honestly, this is why I really advocate for, and and personally, I love leading group programs Mm -hmm. because you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And on those days when you're saying yes to your dreams, but you're so scared and you're on the edge and you like literally have nowhere to turn, there's a community of people that are already built in there to support you, Mm -hmm. right? Beautiful. And that's, I love doing group programs for that sole purpose alone, where people can build community with one another. The last one I led had women all the way from New Zealand to Philadelphia. And like, I mean, just all over. These are women that have never met and may never meet, mm-hmm. but they have each other's backs in a yeah. way that most people don't have in their life. Yeah. Nice. Really love that. Absolutely love that. How can people get in touch with you? My website is breeseely.com. That's probably the best way. There's, you know, all sorts of resources on there. My podcast, all, all of the things are in one spot. Easy to find. Love it. Just like all the things are in one spot in you and in me and everywhere else. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and in 50 years time, where do you see yourself? I want to be traveling the world, bringing this, like, I, I'm really clear that my purpose here is to raise the consciousness level. Mm-hmm. And I, I bring a lot of really, you know, high vibe spiritual concepts to the masses. Okay. I don't speak super airy, fairy, esoteric, like spiritual, blah, blah, blah. I talk to real people in a way that they can understand. But I take all these like kind of crazy concepts and like make them really approachable. So, you know, I see myself all around the world. I'm getting ready to work on my second book. I for sure have two foundations within me to really help women, to help make women's lives easier, to take some of the strain and the burden off of women that, you know, can't necessarily afford high, high lifestyles. And, and I just, it's really important for me to bring opportunity and bring expansion to people that may not otherwise have the opportunity to do so. Yeah, sure. And obviously you work with women, you love working with women. What do you think in particular that is the extra lessons that often women either take on or we should be taking on, I hate the word should, but 
you know, what sort of thing do you think as a woman is different for us that we have, have special learnings around? I mean, for millennia, women have been told that we're not good enough. Like we're not equal to men. We're not good enough. Mm-hmm. They're, they're better than us. And I think as much as we are starting to get out of that, there's still a lot of deeply rooted, I keep using this word, deeply rooted opportunities for us to unearth. Mm, And, you know, the idea that each and every one of us is perfect Mm. and whole and enough and equal to literally everyone else on this planet. Mm. You know, I, I, I think that that's our biggest point of expansion right now is to really come into this understanding that each and every one of us individually and collectively is enough. Mm-hmm. And I think what I love about that is if everybody was in their own unique power and we all did that, we wouldn't feel the need to do the ego clashes and, you know, well, that I'm sure they'd still be there, but they, they would be managed much better. And just if everyone was operating in their best space, there wouldn't be competition. It means we could be helping each other to, wow, what a utopia. It'd be absolutely amazing. Right? <laughs> Go out there and keep talking. (laughs) I don't know if it'll happen in our lifetimes, but I am absolutely doing my part over the next 50 or 60 years. My mom's been like harping on me about retirement and I'm like, mom, I don't think that I will ever like fully retire, right? Like I want my legacy to, you know, not only happen throughout my entire life, but also outlive me. And so like, I, I am absolutely committed to doing my part over the next like 60 plus years and hopefully leaving behind a long trail uh, for other, others in my, in my wake. Yeah, and it's interesting because retirement is such a, for want of a better word, old-fashioned concept because a lot of people who love their job are actually never going to retire from it. They might find ways to adjust it. But for instance, if you love writing, you can still be 99 years old and writing if that's what you want to do. So that's really around sitting in a desk job or sitting in a factory job where your body starts to wear out. What what else is it that you, you can do? So it's if you love what you're doing, why not keep on doing it? Yeah. And the cool part is like, I'm actually starting a relocation process and everyone's like, Oh, what are you going to be doing in New York? And I'm like the same thing I do everywhere else. Like (laughs) as long as I have my laptop, Mm -hmm. I can work. Like even when I'm taking my road trip on the road, I'm breaking it up so that I can drive a little bit and then work and then drive a little bit and work. So, you know, for me, I am my business. And so wherever I go, there I am. And I just get the opportunity to work. So few few years ago I was in Bali and I brought my laptop and was working like mm-hmm. I I ha- have built the kind of life that I don't want to retire from sounds perfect to me I know so right? what can you leave with our communities just so we can go ahead and design our best life please 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 start a daily practice and and the thing I say like Yes, you can look at other people's daily practices. Yes, you can ask other people what they do. But at the end of the day, you need to figure out what works for you. A lot of people swear by morning practices. I have a morning practice. Some people the morning doesn't work for. So if you need an afternoon practice or an evening practice, like you have to figure out what works best for you. And just find five minutes a day, five minutes. 
That's all it takes. And if you cannot find five minutes a day, you really need to reevaluate some stuff in your life. Mm. Really, really, really. Because being on that hamster wheel is not going to serve you. Mm. Start with five minutes a day. That's it. Five minutes. Meditate, journal, be grateful, whatever it looks like. Five minutes. Five minutes to honor you and then see what comes from it. Yep. Sounds perfect. Thank you so much, Bree. It's been absolutely amazing talking to you. I love the permission you're giving us to go out there and live our best life. Thank you. A huge shout out to you for being here, for listening in and being ready to step up to the drawing board. I honour your spirit and your openness to growth. If you have a mate who you think will benefit from hearing today's message, please share this episode with them. Another great way you can support us is to subscribe or to leave a five-star review in iTunes. These reviews really do assist us to raise the visibility of the Design You podcast and helps us to reach Design Yours from all walks of life. I really do appreciate the time it takes for you to do that. So thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Design You podcast. You'll find the show notes over at tinamurray.com. Can't wait to see what you create as you design it, communicate it, and live it.